to start so, over? Yeah, so make, I don't even need to say what we no. are because it's just the intro. Yeah. Why, why, who we are and why we think you would be interested in our podcast. Okay. okay. You, why don't you tell us okay. what we're in the podcast? Uh, I'll t- I can handle who I am. All right. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Danielle Renshaw with Ruffle Willow Floral Design. Sarah Shepard with Burdock Farms Weddings and Events. So, yeah, Danielle and I want you to listen in on our podcast to learn how to have the wedding of your dreams with a budget you can afford, because sometimes we all get on Pinterest, don't we, Danielle? We do, and and we want it to be inspired by other things other than Pinterest, although we love Pinterest. We do love Pinterest. So, (laughs) yes. Just listen in to us every week and hear what we have to share with you. Our, we have 45 plus years of experience with yeah. weddings, planning them, designing them, having a wedding venue, catering, cakes, the whole nine yards. So, yeah, we are here to help you. We're uh, what we think are experts in our field and, and we want you to have your dream wedding without having the stress and the worry and being able to budget and afford it. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Okay. Now, you ready to do the podcast part? Yep. And I'm, since they're going to edit all this, I think we can just free range it. Okay. Let's just free range Because they'll tell us, right, if it sucks. Oh, right? yeah, they will. Okay. <laughs> all right, here we are at another Not Your Pinterest wedding. It's just going to be Danielle and I tonight. Yeah. Yeah, we're super excited, Sarah. And we have Scarlett with we us. Do. She's so cute. For those of you who can't see Scarlett, she is Danielle's family dog, and she's the cutest thing ever. Yeah, well. We're going to have to get a picture of her and put her on our Instagram account so everybody can see her. She's a party golden doodle, which means she's brown and white. I love the color combination. I really do. We've had lots of Labradoodles at the farm for weddings. Oh, yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. They're super, so. Well, she's a golden doodle. Everybody thinks golden she's a doodle. Labradoodle, but she's a golden. Gotcha. Yeah. She's All a right. big girl. Come here, Scarlett. Sweet. She's fine. She's not yeah. bothering me. Okay. All right. All right. So, we wanted to talk together tonight about trends, things yeah. we're seeing on Pinterest. Because we do look at Pinterest. Uh, quite a bit. I mean, we pull a lot of inspiration from there. Yeah, we do. Yep. And also maybe some traditions, like how certain things got started as far as your wedding is concerned. So... You want to talk about trends? Yeah. So tell us what what you're seeing on Pinterest right now. Well, I'm seeing a lot of iridescent colors and very vibrant colors, very saturated, very like bright, you know, pinks and blues and oh my gosh, and reds and it's something, the colors that I'm seeing. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of that too. I'm seeing also a lot of the like warm tones of the yellows and the Browns. Well, you're being nice because yeah. let me tell you, those were the ugliest. <laughs> this is what they called them. Yeah. Goldenrod in the 70s. Goldenrod, you could get your appliances. Yeah. And goldenrod or avocado. And those are the colors. Avocado. Yeah, those are the colors. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, my mother-in-law had an avocado side-by-side I bet that thing lasted. It did. You know, like now, like, appliances break in, like, two years. Two, yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I kind of like them. It just reminds me of, like, long hair, <laughs> flares, bell-bottom. Well, I mean, that was my era, so yeah. I know I should. But it's not my era, so I guess I'm, like, you know, bicuriously <laughs> living towards that, but... I am. I'm seeing a lot of like that goldenrod, that yes. mustard, that yes. um, lots of arches and like geometric, but um, not geometric, more 
What am I trying to say? Like, well, they arches. look like shapes. Like, yeah, it's like, like rainbow shapes. Yes, yeah. yeah, like it's the whole shape. It's not uh-huh. like it's an arch, right? It's not shape. a cutout. Yes, mm-hmm. it's the actual shape itself. Yeah, um, yeah. being painted very, very specific colors. Right. Yeah. In fact, you did a photo shoot with. We did. That was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that whole photo shoot. We also in that photo shoot we did an iridescent disco theme, uh-huh. celestial, and then um, what they call the hippie vibe. And that, okay. that was that orange and the yellow. She had the flower crown had daisies, and we used like your old school ribbon that has like the daisies, you know, the yeah. embellished. Yeah, we used that. I think when you do a styled shoot, you always do it over the top. They're not realistic, right? Um, on all different levels. Yeah, and be careful when you are looking at pictures that you're not looking at a stylized shoot because it it is over the top. It always is over the top. You're very right. It is. It's always over the top. And also it's um, like that one had, which is cool. Somebody would do this. I think it would be awesome. It was a disco ball themed. And so the girl wore a jumpsuit that was iridescent with sequins on it. It was so cool. But I think that that's probably not going to happen. No. <laughs> For not like a real wedding. Not wedding. like it, maybe if you're in LA, New York. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Big city that, yeah. Yeah. I am seeing, like you said. But out here in the Midwest. Yep. In the Mm -hmm. South and Midwest. Yep. Yeah, you're not going to see that. Yeah. I am seeing a lot of like dried goods, a lot of spray painted, a lot of. Well, that's what I was wondering. How do they get those colors? So they're spray painting dry flowers. Yeah, a lot of times. So so it could actually be more expensive than real. It could. It's very labor intensive. Yeah. Um, A lot of those like baby's breath clouds that you're seeing that are like all different colors or ombre. That's that's hand painted. Okay. Well, that's what I saw hanging from a ceiling. Yes. And a TikTok that I sent to Hunter. Yeah. And to Logan, because I knew they want to do a 70s theme wedding. That's exactly what I sent them. Yeah, it's Be super prepared, because cool. you're doing that wedding, right? Right, I am. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, thanks, Sarah. <laughs> no, uh, I would love to do that. Yeah, there's a flower shop in Nashville that did something very similar, and, and it was it was almost like an ombre, like, pride color um, of baby's breath, and it was, like, hanging. It was really cool. I bet that was pretty. But you know that it's labor-intensive. Number yeah. one, baby's breath does not cover very well, so they probably had to use hundreds of, you know, bunches of baby's breath and then spray the paint, paint them on them. top of them, you know, it's, woo, I can't imagine, but super cool. Yeah. Like, for real. They want disco balls too, don't they? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm seeing a lot of disco balls. Yeah. Um, when yeah. I'm looking online. Yeah. I feel like everything is like 70s. It's like, we're all like retroing back, which is kind of cool. Well, there's some things about it I didn't like, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some things I did love about it. I loved the clothes. I loved the bell bottoms. I loved platform shoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had sock toes that uh, toe sock, toe socks. Sock I was toes. like, sock toes. What are those? <laughs> Toe socks, and they were rainbow colored, which of course is some of those too. Yeah, which are of course your pride now, but I don't know if it was pride then. I, I don't know when that was adopted by that community, but anyway, yeah. I'm seeing lots of modern, clean lines right. um, for people who are wanting to do geometric, classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing a lot of people that are bringing their heritage into their weddings. I have seen some beautiful, beautiful Latino-inspired weddings on Pinterest that are to die for. And I'm not talking about the Day of the Dead, the, the skulls and, you know, that thing. I'm talking about 
some of the other beautiful things that they have brought into their wedding to highlight their family background and everything, which is really, really cool. Yeah, I think that's cool too. Yeah. So we want to talk about... Traditions. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. So you you can pull that up on your phone. You got some cool ones there. I will. So a lot of these I didn't know. Yeah, I know you didn't. So I want to talk about the wedding dress because that is one that I am so familiar with. So we have Queen Victoria to thank for having white dresses because pre-Queen Victoria, women couldn't afford white fabric or light fabric. It was so expensive to manufacture. It was all manufactured manually. Then came along Queen Victoria and she had a white dress, but she came at the dawn of the Industrial Revolution, which also was the dawn of photography. So she had a white wedding dress that was manufactured, the material was, in a industrial setting, you know, uh, the fabric was, because they loved her so much. And to make herself accessible to the masses, they would do multiple different photographs of her. You could probably say it's a precursor for wedding photographs of her with her husband, with her children. I mean, not with her children, with her husband, with her family in this white wedding dress and getting ready and all that. That was just unheard of before. And women saw that and everybody wanted to have a white wedding dress. So photography, access to photography, because before that, it was a luxury to go get photos, but it became more massly produced. Photographs did at the time. And also clothing became massly produced. And those two things are what have made dresses white to this day. It's pretty interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I think so too. So what she was talking about, that article is from southernliving.com. And this is saying that everything she just said, but also that brides used to wear red. Yes. So up until then, up until Queen Victoria, they were red. Yes. Which I've had a bride wear a red dress and I thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah, I did too. It was actually a white wedding dress and she had it dyed red. Oh my, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was like I would be so red, afraid. Red. I would be afraid that it wouldn't saturate right. And then it would like get all over you or, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah. that's cool. And it's also saying that often now we associate well, white with purity, but right. then that was not the case. That was not the case. Nope. And they associated white with wealth. Correct. Like you said, because right. it was harder to get. White and light fabrics were very hard to get and only the very very wealthy could afford them. And so something that kind of goes to my, you know, into the wedding spectrum is the bridal bouquet. So this Southern Living is saying that ancient Greeks would carry clusters of herbs and spices to, and not flowers, just herbs and spices to ward off evil spirits. I've always heard, I don't know if this is true or not, because, you know, hearsay, I've always heard that people first started wearing, using a bridal bouquet for the scent because they couldn't get access to baths yes. like we do now. Right, right. And so, like, nobody wanted to be stinky right. on their wedding on their day. Wedding day. <laughs> so you would use, <laughs> I always use something that is fragrant for my bridal bouquets because I think that that fragrance, like, smell is so unique that when they smell that later down the road that they're going to remember. So I use oh, things. It's really yeah. cool. So I always try to use like freesia or lilac or lavender, you know, or something that it, or even a garden rose that is a really fragrant smell to it. Yeah. Um, and that way well, they smell it going down the aisle and I tell them to make sure they smell it all day long. And then later on, maybe that they'll smell that walking through a park and remember, you know, that kind of Their thing. Because I mean, you know, it's, 
That is very, very cool, Danielle. I can't always do it because some people are super specific on what they want. The, what they want. Yeah, but I always try to sneak a little something in there. That is really... Because smells are... Uh-huh. Do you, I mean, do you smell something sometimes oh, when and it reminds you of your childhood? I can walk into an Abercrombie and Finch and smell my boyfriend from high school. <laughs> like... <laughs> Then that's not a good thing, but I mean, you know, like a certain smell or like your grandma's house, yes. or, you know, yes, a smell can be your so mom's cooking or mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we sure. had cattle, I loved going to the yeah. down into the barn and it wasn't a bad smell. Oh, I was like, I'm, you not, not, I'm not talking about manure. I'm talking about the smell of animals. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I loved the smell of the cows, and you know, I I, so I know that's weird, but I did. I always loved going and working cattle with my husband because I love that smell of animals. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I love animals, though. Yeah, you do. I'm you an do. animal lover. It takes me a lot to love an animal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not a dog person. Like, Scarlet's my Seriously? baby. I'm, mm, I, I like cats. Did you not grow up with dogs? I did. Actually, my parents raised and bred golden retrievers. And so I've always grew up with dogs. I don't but know. you just didn't like dogs. Yeah. It's just we're not a We didn't like dogs. And like at my bedspread was cats. So you're a which cat is girl. also weird. <laughs> well, I never had cats. No, not, not. Not, my, not my bedspread now. <laughs> Let me clarify. <laughs> <laughs> my bedspread when I was like She's nine. saying that, but we don't, we don't have proof of that. I have not been invited into her bedroom, so I have no idea. Yeah, I, I'm more of a cat person, I guess, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess ne- I associate with cats a little bit more than dogs. They're, well, they're so uh, independent. They're really yeah. cool animals. It's fun to watch them. Wow, we got off topic then. <laughs> All right, tradition. Yes. We talked about flowers mm -hmm. and we talked about the dress. Yeah. So talked about the bridesmaids. I love that. Yeah. That's a really cool story. I had never heard this before. So I'm going to read or paraphrase a little bit of what it says on this Southern Living thing for you. So it says that back in the day, the bridesmaids were used to literally like fend off or protect the bride as she was walking to the groom's village. So they were protecting her from people trying to grab her and also like her dowry. So the the bridesmaids were like, I think like Viking queens, you know, like protecting. And so it associates it, you know, with saying that they were a protective shield walking the bride to the groom's village. The group of women who were similarly dressed were expected to intervene if vengeful people tried to hurt the bride or steal her dowry. That's cool. I think that's cool. So they couldn't tell who the bride was. Yeah. They were all dressed the same. Similarly dressed. So if somebody had uh-huh. some ulterior motive, mm-hmm. they weren't really sure who maybe the bride was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. that's interesting. I think that's really cool because I'd never heard that before. And you were telling me about the wedding. Was it the wedding cake? We weren't read yes. about the wedding cake. We thought that was kind of gross. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, the wedding cake says that, that it was common for the groom to take a bite of bread at the wedding, crumble the rest over the bride's head for good luck, and then people would scramble to her feet to pick up the crumbs in order to absorb some good luck. Yes. Weird. That is interesting. Yeah. And then that just morphed uh-huh. as time went on into a cake. I wonder if that morphed into the why people smashed the cake. It could be. I mean, it very well could be. Someone told me this once, and so here again, hearsay. So it could be wrong. <laughs> but they said that the divorce rate, if you smash the cake in your bride's face, yeah. is way higher than if you, like, politely give her. Yeah, it's okay. mm-hmm. Like, they were saying it was almost like 75%. Wow. The divorce rate if you smash it in their face. 
That's interesting. Yeah. So just don't smash it in their face. Also, they paid a lot of money for like their hair and makeup. Yes, they so did. Probably not do that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my mother gave my husband a lecture and said, Don't you be smashing anything into my daughter's face. You that, that will not bode well for you. Yeah. I just think it's pretty disrespectful. Yeah. I, I don't know why people think that's funny. Yeah. You know, if you want to have a food fight, do that later somewhere else. Not so. at your venue either. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. I mean, we do have a concrete floor, but still. True. It's easy cleanup there. So I know there's something about the veil. Yeah. So let's get to that part because I just read that too. Because so many brides, you know, they go back and forth about whether to wear a veil. I'm seeing more and more not wear veils. Oh, I'm team veil. I know you are. Yeah. We've had that discussion before. I love it. I, I just love I'm it. I'm a veil person too. We yeah. both wore birdcage veils. I had one for my reception. Didn't you have one I, for your wedding? Well, I had a cap and uh-huh. a long veil. Oh, okay. So this says that originally brides wore veils to protect from evil, jealous spirits and to preserve their modesty. Modest is hottest, right? That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> However, in some cultures, it was employed by a dear old dad to trick the groom into marrying his daughter, who, let's say, it was not beautiful but beautiful on the inside. Oh, wow. That's what this says on Southern Living. That's interesting. So I have always heard that, that it was, you know, because they couldn't see like the bride before, um, you know, the wedding day in like ancient times. And you see in a lot of cultures, even today, they wear a very heavy veil over their face and their face is not revealed until they say their vows. I think a a lot to do with like your arranged marriages and things like that too. Yes, yes. So one of the things that we chuckled about before the show was the bouquet and the garter toss. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, this just, to me, screams everything is literally all about sex. (laughs) All the time. Um, This one said that, it says, tossing the bouquet is standard traditions at most weddings, which, by the way, I'm not seeing that as much as I have been. Right? You too? Toss? The bouquet toss and the garter toss. Yes, I agree with you on that. Yes. Okay. It is saying that in the past, couples didn't wait until their honeymoon to consummate their marriage. They would often do the deed right after saying, I do. And that the bouquet toss was used as a distraction so the groom and the bride could go handle their business in order to consummate the marriage. At the reception. At the reception, like literally right oh after they said their God. I do's. Okay. And then that tossing the garter symbolized that they had made things official. <laughs> Interesting. So it's super cringy to do those things I would with your say, grandma. Present. I would say so. <laughs> In yeah. 2021. Yeah. And my, knowing what we know now. Knowing what we know now, <laughs> it makes you think. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. But I would say probably 80% of my brides have cut out the garter toss and probably 50 with the bouquet toss. I think the bouquet toss is still popular. You know, everybody wants to hear single lady. Yes, yeah, a single you know, lady. And everybody, you know, plays that and the girls get out. But you know, I have a lot of brides that are older brides now mm-hmm. that have waited longer to get married. And so there's not as many single people at your wedding. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of gets awkward. Nobody ever wants to call anybody out, I feel like. Yeah. That's a definite for each their own kind of thing. I just don't love it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I'm usually around for, for it. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of them. Yeah. It's interesting. Any other traditions? This does have a lot, and we can link this because this is, oh, the rice. You said the rice? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, the rice is supposed to symbolize that the guests want the couple to be fertile and have 
lots of children. So that's what the rice was all about. And that's what I remember, but yeah. you'll have to look that up. That's what it's saying, yes. too. Yes, mm-hmm. it's, it's a fertility thing. Wishing fertility on the couple that they uh, procreate and have lots of kids. Yeah. Yep. And this is talking about the origin of the first look. So I, I didn't know, you know, I mean, I knew that first looks were a thing because obviously I'm pro-first look. But this is saying that it was that people started doing first looks for arranged marriages. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. It says it was believed that if a bride and groom saw each other on their big day, they'd have enough time to call off the wedding. <laughs> really? <laughs> if it was an arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they allowed them to call off a wedding if it's an arranged right. marriage. Right. I wouldn't think so either. Like, that's the point of an arranged marriage. Correct. <laughs> my, my oldest asked me, would you just arrange a marriage for me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know any single men. I don't know who to arrange you with. I know. I have some single girls, too, and I can't think of any single men around. So, if you're—actually, I know one. I do know one. We'll talk about this afterwards. All right. But, yeah, so if you're a single guy, will listen to our podcast, (laughs) which is— Send us your name, number, your height. We've got some girls for you. (laughs) Job application. But people are waiting till they're older. And when I have a really young couple come and look, I'm just like— like, I I had one here recently, and I said, y'all are young. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, right. But I said, how old are you? I just turned 19. I'm thinking, oh, my. Yeah. And I'm not saying it won't last. Right. Their parents are supportive of it. Yeah. They're excited about it. So that's great. But uh, it's just, it's interesting. I have very few of those, any, you know, at all. For sure. Most of mine are 27, 28 plus. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mine mm-hmm. are too. Yep. So I think you're right. I think the trend is that people are waiting till they're a little bit older to get married. But I think you just life is a little bit easier if you're established. Right. You know, and, and your I'm career nowhere and... close to being the person I was when I was 19. Thank goodness. So yes, same here. Um, yeah. And I, I did get married, I think, when I was 22. Um, so it's still pretty young. That's you young. Know, around here. We were 24. Yeah. We had, and we had dated for three months before he proposed. Seriously? Yeah, three months. Mm-hmm. How did you two meet? Yeah, so it's totally random. His mom and his sister kind of asked me to, I had had a breakup and his mom and his sister had asked me to come to a car show that he was going to be at, but they did not tell him that. So he had another girl there in the car with him, but it was like a girlfriend, not a girl. A friend that was a girl. Yeah, yeah, a friend that was a girl. But then we kind of sparked interest and he came to a, a surprise birthday party that I had for myself. I didn't, I didn't have it for myself. That sounds horrible. <laughs> Somebody had for me that I was there at. And then, I don't know, we just kind of hit it off. Our first date was on Halloween. And then not long after he proposed and we waited about a year and a half to plan our wedding. But then, yeah. 13 years, be 14 years in June. That's awesome. I think, or 15. I don't know. <laughs> 13, 14, 15, That's somewhere awesome. around there. Congratulations. So, you know, I don't think age matters, but we've grown up together. I feel like that we've grown into the people we are today together mm-hmm. and kind of molded each other, but, you know. Well, that's what you do. Yeah, you for know? sure. Yeah. Just hope that everybody, you know, molds into people you like. That's right. <laughs> Well, my my dad, best advice my dad gave me was, be sure you like who you marry. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing to love them, yeah. but be sure you like them. Yeah. Because the older they get, yeah. the more like themselves they get. Right. So you better like who they are. I do say that Joey is more like his father ever, every day. Yeah. More and more, which is not a bad thing, but I'm like, gosh, Glenn. <laughs> you know, yeah. Glenn is not my husband's name, but that's my father-in-law's name. Yeah. And he does, you know, more and more. You 
turn into who you really are, you know. You do. Uh I think that's a good thing. I think that growing and evolving and changing is part of life, so. Yes, it is. Man, we're random today, Sarah. We are. Maybe (laughs) we needed a random day. Yeah, yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But I do hope that you, you know, the trends that you see, that you kind of take them and morph them into your own, make them unique. And same thing with traditions. Maybe look up some traditions of your, like, culture and your heritage and bring that into you know, your wedding planning aspect. I would definitely look at your heritage and how to bring that into your wedding. I've seen a lot of that on Pinterest and I really appreciate it. What is Scarlett into over there? Girlfriend, Scarlett. Yeah. Yeah, she is tearing something up over there. For sure. (laughs) Next time we're going to have. Next time we are, I think we're having Sarah Cannon talking about elopements and travel and destination wedding. Um, She was supposed to be our guest today and she had something come up. So, yeah, that's why you got me and Sarah. You lucky guys. <laughs> lucky, lucky. <laughs> and then we are going to have our same-sex couple. Uh-huh. We were going to have them last week, and they were gone to Cancun or something uh, like that. Jealous. I was so jealous. So, But they're very excited about coming on and helping folks. I'm they interested a, in that. Yeah, sure. I know, because I, I know there's a lot of things we probably haven't even thought of. Don't know. It doesn't apply to us. And we so. have a lot of vendors who listen to this, and I yes. think it would be a great tool for vendors to use too and yeah. to know and navigate and how to be respectful and kind and considerate. You know, you think we know this kind of stuff, but yeah. you know. You might not. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Sure. Well, we'll see All you right. next time. See you next time. Good night. Good night. <laughs>